I'm having the noisiest digestion right now. Because I got home and I ate like a fourth of a bag of chips and then I just had four pieces of candy. You deserve it. And yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this is great. And then now that we're sitting in the quiet, I just hear... Yeah, I heard some of it. It's vocal. Vocal. And feral. She's feral. She's mm-hmm. vocal. She's happy. She's sad. <laughs> She's all of the things. I'm really excited for you to play this D&D game tonight. Oh, speaking of, speaking which, of which, I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. And welcome to the Speaking of Which podcast. Uh, thank you for just immediately introing me into D&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, new development, actually, before we get in there, we're filming again in the living room. And uh, we've acquired two new armchairs. They're not new. They're old. They're, they're very vintage. Um, but my friend Allison uh, let me buy these two armchairs and a TV off of her. So our living room is starting to come together a little bit more piece by piece. I hung some curtains today and everything. But So if the audio's any different, um, let us know. But it should be all right. I think, it, I think it should be all right. I think our listeners have heard us record in dozens of locations. Yeah. I don't think that... Nothing will surprise Nothing them. will surprise them. Yeah. But it's nice. I feel very comfy right now. But I'm very excited to play Dungeons & Dragons. This all so, started like less than a week ago, right? For real. It really did. Um, it started... The conversation started months ago. Um, and it was just like, you know, flirted out there that like we could play. So I'm going to be playing with my, uh, cousin coven, which Mm -hmm. is made up of my cousin, Kendall, my cousin, Kate, um, my cousins, Kate, Kate's husband, Carl, he's going to be the dungeon master and then their daughter, Phoebe. Phoebe's going to play too. Yeah. She's making her own character and everything. Oh, how cute is that? It's going to be very cute. Um, yeah. So. Who's the dungeon master? That's Carl. That's Carl? Yep. So Carl's the dungeon master. And Kate and Kendall have played a campaign before with my other cousin, their brother, David. Um, And so they've kind of got the gist and the grasp of it. And they've had characters before and everything. And so I'm the one that's new. Although... I've played so like I sounds like but I really I told them I was like I I I know it's a different game I know it's super different but at the same time like all we do is learn new board games um and I played Munchkin a whole lot uh growing up Munchkin yeah because it's it's kind of like like a card game version that's like a lot less intense on Dungeons and Dragons like you don't make your characters but you still have like classes and races and stuff um, we used to play that a lot because Allison's sister Rose was super into Munchkin. So when we go camping or something like that, we would all play. She'd Munchkin. be like, "We're playing Munchkin <laughs> now." <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I remember playing that. So I'm very excited. Our first campaign is going to be something, something the Abyss. I don't know what the title of it is, but basically, if you don't know Dungeons and Dragons or you've never played. I'm going to try to explain a little bit of like our campaign and my character because I'm super excited. I just built him. But, so wait, um, hold on. Let's back out. Yeah, you uh, asked me questions. Let's, I, guess. I don't let's know. Let's back out. I don't know. So my ex-boyfriend, okay. uh, who I lived with for a while, was obsessed with Dungeons & Dragons. I figured. And you know what I've noticed about Dungeons & Dragons these days? You know how it used to be associated with like just total nerds that yeah. you know like only hung out with each other? 
Only yeah. gay people play Dungeons and Dragons now. <gasps> oh my god, that's incredible. And uh, I don't have the article with me. My computer's on the couch. I'll retrieve that later. Mm-hmm. But I saw an article that said 40% of modern players of Dungeons and Dragons are women. I can see it's a role playing game, mm-hmm. and maybe because it used to be exclusively associated with men yeah. playing like in a basement. Yeah, and now it's it's become so much more than that. But my vague understanding of it is that you and a group of your gay friends, <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, my witchy yes. cousins, your witchy cousins, everyone like has a character there, and uh, there is like a quest that you're all going on or there's a scenario playing out and like everyone has a character and then things happen and then in order for the things to happen you roll dice and there's like some sort of objective yeah is this yeah that's what your experience so far gathering from it as well yeah i think um it is a lot of, I mean, it's role-playing. Like, it's a role-playing game, which is why, like, when you make your character... You've been practicing you, for this your whole life. I literally went to school to try and get a degree to be, you know... If I play Dungeons & Dragons, <laughs> I just want to be Judy Garland. <laughs> Class, Judy, Class, race, Judy Garland. Garland. Weapons, ruby slippers. <laughs> An amazing... You can be an entertainer. Like you can literally create a character an about anything. Yeah, you can like you can like have like your superpower. It is like a pan flute or like bang a bang bang goes the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> ring ring ring, ring goes, goes my bell. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and so yeah, so we all have to build our characters. Uh, Carl, the dungeon master, has given us kind of like a little synopsis of like how we're going to start the campaign. So if so, basically what we know is that we are going we are in like a drow, which is like a type of elf character, I think. I don't really know. Um, there's like this these creatures, the, the drow, who have poisoned and captured a bunch of different creatures and have them. We, we're basically like they're prisoners, they're slaves, and we've been um, poisoned or drugged and we're, we're waking up in like this prison camp kind of thing. Um, and so the objective for now seems it's for us all to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, that's not normally... So like the game will play out over multiple quote-unquote episodes. Yes. Um, it would be super fun to like record them, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Carl's going to be an you know, incredible dungeon. No, don't record the dungeon. first one. <laughs> I feel like Carl's going to be an incredible dungeons master. Um, we have Marco Polo app, which is like a video sharing app, um, and we created like a group for us all to communicate. And like he keeps coming on and being like, "Hello, travelers!" Like he's like really. I just feel like he's, he's gonna super be really, into it. Yeah, he's going to be really good at it. I can I can tell. Um, and so, yeah, we wake up, we're all prisoners. Apparently I've been there for four days. My cousin Kendall's been there for three days and Kate is like just showing up. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about Phoebe yet. Uh, but we have to figure out what to do. All of our stuff has been taken from us. So, um, your inventory yeah. is at zero. Yeah. And, and, uh, I have magic. Uh, I don't know about the other characters yet, but I have magic and it doesn't work where I'm at currently. So some, they've either done something to me or the area we're in like doesn't it's allow me proof. to use my magic. I think that playing a game like that with your friends, especially if you were playing it with witchy friends, yeah. wouldn't that feel like a big old 
manifest, like ritual, you know? I mean, when I tell you my character, because I told you, but I didn't Mm -hmm. tell you like everything. When I explain my character, because I'm going to make the listeners listen to my character (laughs) description and my backstory. Your character? Um, Artemis Bartholomew? No, it's... (laughs) My character. John Kingston the third. <laughs> John Kingston. Judy Garland and Sean Kingston. Wake ding, up. Ding ding ding. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm goes my heart. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> my character is basically I've made it all of the fun elements that I find interesting either in myself or that I wish that I was Mm -hmm. and like just amped everything up a ton and made it into a character. So like I think a lot of characters are based off of alter egos of ourselves anyways, but I like took that consciously and ran with it. I was like, if I were to put myself into a game and like amp everything up like real high like what would i do mm-hmm. so that's what my character is like the idea behind it and I, and then i went on to pinterest and i uh had searched some images for like inspiration because i didn't really know what i was going to do i was like it wasn't like i didn't have any ideas it was like whoa i have way too many things that i want to do like how do i narrow it down so i was like looking at images of things found an image of a like a character idea and then built the story based on the look of that character. So maybe mm-hmm. I should share it in the Discord so people mm-hmm. can see my character. Let me grab my computer because what you're saying is ties, ties directly into this article I found about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god, and great. And I think if I read you these tips, you will go into this experience a changed woman. Nice. Well, my character's male, but... Yes, a changed <laughs> Sean Kingston Bar- Bartholomew <laughs> Artemis the Third. Should I tell my character yet, or should we do a little bit of the... Oh, yes, go ahead and tell your character. We... Yeah, do you want to, like... No, you let, first let's explain your character, okay. and then we'll use that information to see how it can help you... Oh, okay, perfect. ...with these tips. Okay, so there's things that I haven't told my cousins yet but that i've talked about with my dungeons master (laughs) so if you (laughs) if you have if you are kate phoebe or kendall um listening to this right now and click off don't listen to this um because there's a chance that some of the things won't come to light in the first round of the campaign like um and okay so that's that but if you're Kate or Kendall, like, click away, don't listen to this. So, like, you have, like, full creative control, essentially, over a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, there's some things... You're thriving. I'm... This... I was made for this. Like you said, <laughs> I, like... I was... This is what I was born for. <laughs> I cannot wait to roleplay this character. Um, so... Mm, he, okay. So, my... I am a... You have to pick, like, a race and a class, and then all of the things kind of come from there. I'm using D&D Beyond, so, like... Some of the attributes of my character I specifically chose, and some of them, they kind of came with things because I chose other things, and I used it to, like, build the story of my character. Mm -hmm. So the appearance of me, I am a 28-year-old male tiefling, which is sort of, like, from my understanding, like, I guess kind of what, like, Hellboy would be, I guess, if you know Mm -hmm. Hellboy, I don't know. Um, I am a little taller than like a normal human would be. We're talking like six foot four. Six yeah, foot I'd be like a tall human. Um, mm-hmm. They live about the same length as humans, but just slightly longer. 
Um, they're they built they're built sort of like humans, except for they have horns, tails, and in my case, I have wings. I don't know how I ended up with wings. Like my character, one I chose a bunch of things. Like I guess I just have like these bat like wings. Uh, Are they like teeny tiny little things? No, they're massive. Okay. Like fucking Dracula bat wings. If I was, I would want dainty little ones. I, I would love that for you. This this is why I wanted to bring it up because I'm going to tell you my character, we can go over the story and then I think you should just like build a little character at the end. Remember A Bug's Life? Like the caterpillar with no. the teeny tiny little wings? Stop. That would be That would be me. Yeah, I know it would be. Okay, I do want you to create a character. Um, okay, and we can, oh, damn it. I can't do it on my phone. Maybe we can do it on the laptop. Okay, we'll mm-hmm. do it on laptop. Well, I'll literally make you make a character for fun. Um, okay, so I am all white. I'm like marble white. My hair is like icy blue and my uh, horns are icy blue. The horns start at the back of my head and kind of come out from the sides and up to the front. So they almost look like little, like a crown, um, like a little Hermes crown or something. I have all white eyes. So it's very like ghostly and weird looking. And I have these markings all over me that glow. Um, and that's my magic. So my race is tiefling. My class is sorcerer. So I do have magic. Um, and basically my backstory is that I am noble. I was born in an aristocratic household and my family has lineage that goes back generations that are all sorcerers. We became noble and aristocratic because of our power with the elements. All of my family has storm magic. And my mother is the earth, my, uh, like has earth magic. My father, no, sorry. My father has earth magic. My mother has water magic. My older brother has fire magic. And I have the element of air and lightning. So, you know, my magic kind of makes me glow. Like if I use the air element or if I use the... Um, lightning magic that I do have like my markings on me will glow okay so that's like physically what I look like and a little bit about me Um, here's my characteristics so um, I love my people I love my court I love my family I was raised with a lot of privilege however I get very bored very easily um, so I like to, you know, I like stir to the stir the pot. I like to stir the tea. I like to, um, you know, make things entertain me, make things more entertaining for like entertainment's sake. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I may or may not, you know, lay underneath the table and try and look up the skirts of the other aristocrats, or I might like whisper so a you're little. A pervert. I am a pervert. I am a pervert. I'm a pervert. I am a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also am like extremely pansexual and will hump, uh, like not hump, but I will like, um, mm-hmm. hit on anything that moves or breathes. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to be careful the way I play this because There's their daughter child. Phoebe is, you know, I think eight. So mm-hmm. I will, you know, modify if she is playing that night for how I use my terminology. But basically mm-hmm. my character will be trying to swoon or, you know, think everyone is a possible lover. Um, so I will be hitting on everyone, even like maybe demons or things that are attacking us, you know, <laughs> I might Artemis use the power of love. Yeah. Artemis is a silver tongued devil. Um, the other thing about me is, is that like, 
Okay, so here's the fun quirk, right? That nobody knows about except for Carl. That when I was like picking my character, it gave me these options for like things that I have on me. Mm-hmm. And when I changed it to whatever I changed it to, it was like you could have like a uh, like a pair of die or you know something else like a pan flute or a playing cards. I was like fucking perfect. My character is you. Is literally well, I, I, that's the point. <laughs> you with your pan flute, your no, dice. No, 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 no. I no, I picked the playing cards. Mm. So my character play gambles, right? Like he likes to figure out like you know like the devil or angel on your shoulder Mm -hmm. like he'll get an idea or he'll be faced with a decision and he'll leave it up to fate so he's going to Mm -hmm. pull from his playing cards and if he gets a red card it's uh, no and if he gets a black card it's yes Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be carrying around these cards if we ever get our things back from what was taken from us and basically like if I'm like oh should we go up the stairs or should I you know search this trunk I'll say something like, let me let the cards decide. So basically I'm using them like tarot cards. And Carl said that if I wanted to actually play that in the game, that all I would have to do was if my character said that they were going to let their next move be up to fate, like to the cards, like, is it a yes or no? Will I proceed or will I go or whatever it is? I roll my die and if I get one through 10, that's a no. So that would be like me pulling a red card. And if I got 11 through 20, it would be like me pulling a black card, okay? So the other characters don't know that I do this um, and that I like to, I feel naked without my cards. Like I don't know how to make decisions without my cards or I don't trust it. So this is how I ended up, I think this is the last thing to say. This is my how like my backstory of how I ended up getting into the place that I'm at because that was like the big thing like create your character what do you look like what's your powers what's your race and class like what are your motivations but also like how did you get there right so I've been in this I don't know slave like prisoner camp for four days and the drow apparently are poisoning everyone well there was supposed to be an aristocratic party. And everybody had been really boring lately, so I decided to go down to the local apothecary on the outskirts of the village and grab a few potions to spike the punch to make mm-hmm. people's inhibitions lowered. Mm-hmm. Basically, I wanted to make like a like a Molly rave party. Like I wanted it to be like a slutty little dance club. We're making mojitos. Yeah, I was like basically trying to spike the punch. And I didn't want to harm anybody. I didn't want to kill anybody. I just wanted mm-hmm. to have a little fun. I just wanted to, you know, liven the party up a little bit. But while I was at the apothecary, I got the idea to possibly steal other potions when the shopkeeper wasn't looking. And I let the cards decide and I drew a black card. So I decided, yes, I should steal some bottles. So I managed to nab a few bottles. And on my way back to the castle, I decided to drink one of those unmarked bottles and I accidentally poisoned myself. (laughs) I passed out by some trees and the drow walked in on me and found me already poisoned and passed out. And they were like, what a dumbass. Like this was Mm -hmm. way too easy. We didn't even have to like waste our poison. So they took me back to the, The you know, the camp. So all these other characters, like my cousins or whatever, they were actually poisoned and captured or whatever and taken by the drow. But I am a dumbass, stole poison, (laughs) didn't know it was poison, drank it like an (laughs) asshole. Nobody knows I'm gone. Nobody knows why. They probably just think I ran away or like took a lover and like didn't make my way self back to the castle. So no one really knows that I've been captured in my village 
part of my character probably will think eventually my my people will come for me because I they love me and then you know I might also be grappled with the fact that like how would they find me they don't know where I am um mm-hmm. that's the power of love but yeah so apparently Carl said that I have a secret potion or a secret bottle of poison that I managed to keep with my things in your ass cheeks. that no one else will look yeah i fucking i shoved it up my ass like, <laughs> um and so that's it my character is based off of if anybody knows these characters my my character is basically based off of draco malfoy ambrose from the chilling adventures of sabrina and the emperor from the great very iconic characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not evil. I don't think people are better than me. I'm not snooty. Even though I was raised with noble upbringing and aristocratic nature, I inherently think everybody is the same, um, even though I know I had more privilege. And that's why I'm willing to hump anything that gives me so the Artemis attention. So Artemis is woke. Yeah. Well, Artemis isn't so much woke as he is thinking everything is a game and everything is fair game. You know okay, what I mean? okay, okay. Um, so he's not going to be annoying and snooty and like look down on people because he has money. He'll be like, oh, everybody wants to have sex with me and they deserve it and I deserve it. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's, that's so my character sweet. Artemis Azul Thorin. <clears throat> oh, wait, sorry, one more thing. My name is what I picked it because I wanted a long name because it sounded like annoying and aristocratic Mm -hmm. but artemis the messenger god because i amped up all of my qualities to be like persuasion and intelligence and insight and like um you know all of the things because i would have thought my character had a lot of ability growing up in like a political type of lifestyle so artemis would be really good at knowing how to get their needs met by you know talking to people like networking or knowing how to have certain conversations to make sure that their standing is still good in court or you know those sorts of things so um while my constitution might be down a bit my you know Mm. intelligence wisdom persuasion all of that is like well, if you're RuPaul, right. it's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> right. Um, my my nerve is yeah. my nerve is high. <laughs> I have a lot of nerve. Uh, and then, sorry, the Artemis was because of that. Azul because it sounded cool, and also my hair is blue, my wings are blue, my horns are blue, and then Thorin is basically the Anglo-Saxon way to say like Thor, like the god of lightning. Um, everyone knows Thor. Come on, Thor. Um, but I didn't want my name to be like Artemis Thor. I wanted it to sound more like mm-hmm. intelligent than that. So, um, Artemis Azul Thorin. Or my friends can call me Art. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I spent like three fucking hours on this mm-hmm. character. I really hope that they call you Art. No, I don't. They hope they don't. <laughs> Anyways, that's like my character. Art. Um, I can't use my magic right now. I act, I'm a dumbass. I make reckless decisions if the cards tell me to. Mm-hmm. Um, Mood, though. And I literally will hit on everyone. And I ultimately just want everyone to like me and for me to be fucked by everybody. So. So. That's that. That's Any questions that. or we just read the article now? I think we're going to take, take what you just said. Yeah. And we're going to apply it to this article. 
So okay. this is this was published twenty hours ago. This is hot off the fucking press. Oh damn! This is called Eight Ways Dungeons and Dragons Helps with Anxiety, and it's by Jared King from CBR.com. Cute. And this first one, remember when I was chuckling at the table? This is this is the, yeah. This he, was the he piece really I was. was. He was like trying to prep this, and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> so this is number eight. It says playing cooperative cooperatively with your friends reduces competitiveness yeah and i can't relate to that if i play if i'm playing with my friends i'm competitive well you could make your character like even though it's a co-op game you could Mm -hmm. make your character like evil and like really just trying to kill it's just hard to play a co-op game when like yeah, you're trying it, to be a lone wolf. Like you have to have some sort of motivation to. Yeah, like, you have stay. to work together in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's not you. You're too Slytherin for that. So it says, um, consequently, Dungeons and Dragons is the perfect game for people looking for a cooperative game to share with their friends. It says while there are moments of tension, instead of having to face them alone, players solve problems using teamwork. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cute. I think it'll be fun to play with my cousins because we all think sort of the same. Um, we're all totally different people, but we all have very similar ways about us Mm -hmm. um so i think it's going to be like for my first campaign to play with my two cousins and then my you know my cousin's daughter i'm just going to call her my niece because that's what it feels like she is Mm -hmm. Uh, my niece phoebe it i think it's going to be a good dynamic of us like it's not going to be like random people or whatever like we'll all kind of know how to play off each other so that'll be fun so um part seven is A group can create a safe space to game. So, and this one had a a bunch of aspects. So basically, in modern tabletop gaming, groups often get together in a session zero to discuss their characters, the setting, and the types of stories they're hoping to tell, etc. As a result, more and more players are using these sessions to discuss things like triggers, phobias, topics um, that players find uncomfortable, it's also important for players and dungeon masters to understand how players might not feel comfortable discussing certain things in group settings, therefore providing alternatives for players to express issues anonymously. But basically, it kind of goes on to say that Dungeons & Dragons, if you have like a great game master and you're playing with your friends, is like the perfect place to play a game where you get to control kind of what happens. Yeah. So like, I thought that was really sweet. because. I've, you've mentioned before when you play Call of Duty that it is just like a super toxic wasteland. It's horrible. <clears throat> this is completely different than yeah. Call of Duty. So like like you so like this is such a a great opportunity for people who are like maybe afraid mm-hmm. to of like certain games or yeah. um, in like fantasy. You know how things can go a little off the wall. Yeah. This is like fantasy where it's everything you need it to be, and I thought that yeah. was really sweet. Yeah, remember, isn't it Overwatch that we've played together? It feels like it would be like playing Overwatch. It's the Overwatch like, of shooter games. Yeah, it's yeah, it's of of board games if you want to call it a board game. Just a little more wholesome. Yeah, but it's like long, like it's like long. It, yeah, they, it takes a long time to get through the game. So I thought that was really sweet. That is cool. I, you know, what was funny too is like when you're picking your character, you can have like one of your flaws of your character be like a phobia, mm-hmm. um, like. You know, if you wanted your character to be super claustrophobic or, like, have an irrational fear of, like, wide open spaces. So, like, you know, that just adds to the layer of your character. You can make it, like, real phobias that you have or it could just be something random. Like, again, like, wide open spaces. Oh, wow, you've suddenly gone 
out into a field and now your character's like panicking because there's way too much space. Like it's fun to play in spaces. When I was little and I had um uh God, what was the the iPod Shuffle that held a hundred songs? Oh my God! One of them was "Wide Open Spaces" by the Chicks. Of course, it was. Right. I liked because Earl had to die. <laughs> that song was just like I, I couldn't with that yeah, one. That I was loved too it. much. So Andy number six. Left town. <laughs> I can't with that. <laughs> more than friends. I don't know. I gotta listen to it now. Dungeon Masters can adjust adjust the game for their players. This is number six reason like why Dungeons & Dragons is good for people who have anxiety but want to play a game. It says, while having a good discussion with the players about what types of elements they do and don't want to see in the game is important, the Dungeon Master is also in a unique position to adjust the game on the fly if they sense something isn't working for somebody. Yeah, that's why I think Carl's going to be a really good Dungeon Master, because I feel like he'll have mm-hmm. good like um, improv skills. Now, this, this is something that would happen to me. It says, there might be times where a certain player just needs to win, <laughs> or where the game might be taking too dark a turn. Yeah. So, a savvy Dungeon Master who notices these nuances can do their best to address the issues before they ruin anyone's fun. It's important for dungeon masters and players to pay attention to others in the group and work together to make the game a comfortable and positive experience. So um, I loved that, just this idea that we're all working together to create a really fun and positive experience the whole time. I think being a dungeon master would be fun. I think that I am hoping to like learn how to play really well like with the the group we have. And then, you know, once I get it enough, I feel like it would be fun to learn how to be a dungeon master and then go to... Oh, no, we're going to have to pause for a second. So tip six is... I'm sorry, we already t- tip six. Okay. Tip, 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 tip six. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tip five. Is my character turning you on? <laughs> the character is a medium to explore tense situations. Now, this one led me to another article, and I thought this was beautiful. So it says... For many people, dealing with high-stress and tense situations makes them extremely uncomfortable. These situations cause a lot of anxiety, which sometimes spills over while playing games. Dungeons & Dragons often relies on tension to provide excitement and entertainment. However, similarly to other fantasy games, players can put a layer of separation between them and the stressful situation. It's fantasy, you know, so like it's more fun to engage in. So it allows people to explore scenarios that uh, that might be too much in real life yet are manageable in a safe environment. And so I found this art, another article real quick about a Dungeons and Dragons therapy group. Phoebe. Sorry, she's trying to come up on my lap. And she can't. Come on, come on. Okay, go ahead. So this was from um, John Hopkins University. And they started a Dungeons and Dragons therapy group for children. And they go on social skills quests. That's so cute. And it says like things like um, the group we're offering here at the counseling center will be a mix of playing of Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop role playing games. So basically, um, for thirty minutes they play the game, and then for thirty minutes they talk about their experiences like playing the game and like why certain people chose certain things and like other Whoa. things. And it just says like because it's a game, people are more likely to open up and like Aww. take risks that they wouldn't normally yeah. take. And I just thought that was so cute. That is so cute. Just like how Dungeons and Dragons is therapy. Yeah. So um, I love that. So uh, thing number four, I already forgot what the point of this article was. Players. (laughs) I I love this. This is one of the most fascinating connections to what we were talking about so far. (laughs) 
Players can find a community of like-minded individuals, which you're lucky because you already know this group of people. Yeah, that is really true. So one of the most rewarding aspects of Dungeons & Dragons is the community. There are millions of players all over the world, all united by a common love for the game. While every community has toxic individuals... Yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> you're the toxic Yeah, individual. I am always going to be the toxic individual. Many people have made fast friendships through their shared appreciation of the game. So finding a group of individuals to share a passion with is hugely beneficial to people's mental health. It also provides important opportunities to socialize with like my... Hello. <laughs> yeah, go lay down, Phoebe. Go on, you There are several her. options. Ah, ah, ah. She's going to go bark out the window. Keep talking. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait, what is it, actually? <gasps> it's a dog being walked in the front... Yeah, I know that's a pretty pup. Wow! Phoebe. <laughs> she should be your dumbass dog. She just like tried to step up on the back of the couch and like lost herself in between the cushions. You're such a little shit. She is so attention deprived. It's like, this is about me. It's not. Sit down. So. Thing number three. Oh yeah, the way Dungeons and Dragons helps anxiety. That's the point of this article. Okay. So, characters and their players become more experienced. It says, for players new to Dungeons & Dragons, the game can feel overwhelming. There's a seemingly huge amount of rules and mechanics one must learn to play the game properly. And while this isn't necessarily the case and can prove daunting for people interested, blah 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 blah, for those who do take the plunge and decide to try their hand at the game, they soon realize how the game levels up alongside the players. As players learn new skills, so do their characters, and this allows, um, basically, like, the things that you go through in Dungeons and Dragons can, like, prime you for, like, real life. Real life, like, scenarios of, like, oh, wow, that didn't go well, that's not how I would handle that It's just like this one time in Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Oh, I definitely feel like you guys are gonna now be opened up to all that shit, so I'm... I'm priming you and prepping you for. I thought that was kind of cute. Just like the things that we get to go through in a fantasy environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Thing number two characters provide a level of wish fulfillment. So, at its core, Dungeons and Dragons is a game that lets players play a character who's very different from themselves, or in your case, or in my case, exactly exactly the fucking same. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so much so that it's like painful. (laughs) So, it says they may be more powerful, more confident, more daring than the player sees themselves. This is a large part of why so many people enjoy the game. So, unlike other games, Dungeons & Dragons puts players in the shoes of their characters. As a result, playing such a character can help your player develop interpersonal skills, just like those kids that play Dungeons & Dragons yeah. in therapy. So, low-pressure environment means that consequences are rarely on the players themselves. However, um, this might not always be the case, blah, blah, blah. So, basically, like, you're just willing to take risks in yeah. a game, and it could translate to, like, real-world skills. Yeah. I like that, and I also like that, you know, I don't always have to use my character's, you know, little thing about pulling cards. Like, it's not like every single decision I make in the game Mm -hmm. is going to be based off of the cards. It's going to be specific scenarios where, like, I might be really torn on what my character would do. Like, if I'm sitting there going, I don't know what Artemis would do. Like, would, you know, would he rather do this or this? I'd be like, okay, now's the time where I can be like... 
let's just see what the cards say. Like, let's leave it up to fate because he would gamble and he would risk for what to do based, based off the cards, what the fate would tell him. And then in that way, it gives me also an element of surprise of like what my character would do. Like, I really don't know what he would do because... You haven't gotten to know him yet. You haven't played with well, him. Well, that and like he might be more drawn to make one decision, but if he leads it up to the cards and the card says to do the other one, that's what he's going to do. So I have to role play not only like what I think the character would do, but also like with this big like gambling fate of the cards aspect of it, which is super fun because... Um, I love to improv, but I feel like it will even be more exciting for me to just also be like, oh, okay, so this is what my character is going to do? That sounds good. Let's go rob this person or something. Like, um, So speaking yeah. of that, though, the number one thing is, is that Dungeons & Dragons is an outlet for creativity and expression. I feel so creative yeah. in the last two days. <laughs> like... Not only with my character, but just envisioning what the other characters are going to be and how my character will be able to interact with the other characters. I don't know much about my cousin's characters. Like, they've both given me a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I know that Kate is going to be a grave digger, but she also, like, has a side business of robbing graves, which works well for her because she digs them. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's all I know. Two is, in one. Yeah, I think she's still some sort of elf rogue of some sort. Um, and I think that she... Um, like has a bunch of trinkets that she's acquired from robbing the graves that are like either worth something or powerful or something. Like she has mm -hmm. like an amulet or yeah, something. Yeah, like I think that she's acquired some things because she like steals and shit. Um, and then I think that my cousin Kendall is a like a drow elf um, who is a charlatan and basically she's evil though, and she says that she has secret. Uh, motivations that no one will know um and so she's definitely going to be a little bit of a curveball i'm definitely going to hit on all of them mm -hmm. and their characters will not like me but they will put up with me because i do have probably some sort of power and charm that i can get things out of but i don't know um i'm excited to just i feel very creative i feel like creating a character or thinking about character building or thinking about how your character which is why for the first campaign I really wanted to take like aspects that I liked in real life or things about me that I knew and amped it up because I was like it'd be easier to play that than something completely opposite than myself like probably next campaign I'll probably do something maybe a little bit more mm -hmm. like totally off the wall a worm yeah, legs. like a worm with like half a body, like some super. I love weird. So, like flaw. on this Dungeons and Dragons website. Yeah. It, this is the universe I want to live in because these are the names of the other articles. Ten mundane magical items everyone should have. Yeah. You know? Or like top ten worst rivals in anime ever. You yes. know, like I just feel like this is the universe I want to live in. Yep. Oh, or um, one one of them is ten ways to keep your dungeon master on their toes. <laughs> Click on the one of the five mundane things and let's just like read what they are real quick. <laughs> just not even like any context. Just, just read clicked. what they are. This one's by Victor Koble and it's from CBR and it's called 10 Mundane Magical Items Every Adventurer Should Have. 10. Everyone appreciates a bag of holding. So true. A bag of holding is everyone's go-to. It can hold anything in it as long as it can fit through the opening and can easily bring forth anything hidden. 
So I guess you just need a magic. So number ten, magic bag. Okay, great. Number nine. Number nine, keep keep warmth and light with an ever burning torch. Oh. Wow. You can't go on an adventure without an ever-burning torch. Yeah, I mean, I was captured, so... Well, you have something up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing about tiefling. Like, my race is, like, resistance to fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even so though you that... look vulnerable to it, just based on what I saw. I mean, I'm my power is lightning mm-hmm. and air, so I would feel like lightning is sort of fire, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It depends. In Pokemon, no. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Pokemon. <laughs> it says, okay. We're not playing Pokemon now. Number eight, an endless flask. <laughs> okay, mood. mood. Yeah, I do think that my character would drink a lot. Well, apparently this is an item and in Dungeons and Dragons. any sort of, like, drug or anything that it's given, it just... Down the hatch. So obtain an endless flask. Uh-huh. Make sure you roll for that. Uh-huh. Um, seven... Everyone needs healing potions and salves. And has the most gorgeous anime photo of, like, a potion. Aw, cute. Well, that's what got me into this mess. (laughs) (laughs) My dumbass poisoned itself. Six. Sending stones keep everyone in contact. Uh, It says these little stones are like telephones. They're small rocks that have a sending spell attached to them. Remember in Halloween Town how they have those skulls (gasps) that can talk to each other? You guys should try and get those. They're like walkie-talkies. Oh my gosh, that's great. Five. A robe of useful items is tacky, but lives up to its name. It says this one's exactly what it says on the tin. A robe of useful items is a robe covered in a bunch of patches, and whenever a patch is peeled off, it spawns an item to be used. That's so cool. What a neat little idea. I was idea. watching this YouTube channel that's like super big on D&D, and that's basically how I'm learning to play. Mm-hmm. And... Like how I'll know, like how I knew how to make my character and stuff. And there's a character in there that I was telling you about from the first campaign they played, and his name is Lu- Lucius, Luci- Lu- Lucius, and he is like a high elf that's like a daddy's boy, and so mm-hmm. he's always like daddy. You know, he's just like really um, squirrely and always like my daddy will come and save me. Like he's like very, you know, whatever. I think it'd be so but fun to his, watch people play this game. It is. I've been watching hours of it like if you guys are interested and you want to watch a campaign um the one i'm starting to watch is um the high roller so if you go to youtube and you search high rollers um it'll come up and it's the i think it's areolus it's like a areola (laughs) yeah that's what i thought it's something like areolus um (laughs) (laughs) i say it for real and um yeah, it's the it's the first campaign. Like if you search their videos and you go to the oldest videos, you can watch that campaign. Um, I think part of Lucius's character may, might have inspired my character, but it's completely different from what mm-hmm. it ended up being. But anyways, I'm bringing this up because Lucius's Lucius's. Uh, magic is based off of color magic and I really just wanted to rip this right off of this Mm. character but I was like I can do something different basically he's got two different colored eyes and his robes are filled with like fabrics and gems and different colors and his magic is based off of seeing a color pulling the power from that color and then using that color to make its magic how, and i was like how that you is, is so that? fucking me like that is so <laughs> sick i love that um and so also it makes his character really unique looking because he's like super colorful and like 
vibrant, high, noble elf of, like, gems and jewels and two different colored eyes and shit. So, like, that's what it reminded me of when you said the robe with the patches. I was like, you could literally do anything. Like, you could Mm -hmm. make... Just so long as, like... See, the problem is, is, like, I haven't played more than... Like, I haven't played at all. But your character, like, levels up and more things become unlocked as they get more experienced in their travels. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know... Right now, I don't have any magic where I'm at, but I might end up with magic. And then even then, it's like, I have never been in battles. Like, I was trained. Like, I was educated to use my magic because that's how we're noble and my whole family. So I was trained to use my magic, my air, my wings, my, um, you know, my lightning. I can use that. However, I've never actually been outside the castle to, like, fight people. So when it comes to that, like, I am flawed because I'm inexperienced in actual battle. And I do think my character, like, in a battle would still be trying to do things like, listen, good sir, I don't want to, you know, like, I I don't want to attack you, but you have incredible muscular legs. Is there anything we could work out, let's say, on the side? And, okay, no, like... Let me go ahead and just attack you, kind of thing. Like, I'm, that's where I'm feeling like my character might be at. Mm-hmm. But um, so then you can you're going to do anything. You're going to need this then. Oh, it's called the Bacobs or Bacobs, <laughs> blessed book. So Bacobs, blessed book requires basically, it's just a book of shadows. <gasps> however, it, however, it negates like some of the points you have to use to like cast a spell or something. Yeah. So keep that in mind. If you hear that as an option, make sure you pick up this mm, book. Okay. Three returning arrows. Yes. Oh, that's sick. If, if you, if any of you guys have ever played like the Legend of Zelda or something, yeah. you need those damn arrows back. You know how much it costs to go to the market and buy more arrows. Mama's not made of money. Mama's not made of money. I might be noble, but I'm. Um, two, a rope of climbing. <laughs> okay. So I guess um, if you can get your hands on a rope, that would really set you up for success. Yeah. So just remember, get a rope, get the book, and then number one is Howard's Handy Haversack. Oh. Keeps character designs nice and neat. Nice. Okay, wait. Let me see your computer. I'm going to sign into my, my D&D Beyond, and we're going to make a character, right? And you can do whatever you want. We're not going to spend, like... Um, can I just use this page that's already open? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, um, and I'll keep this character. And if you ever play, you could either literally play this character or you can like morph and change it as you go. But let's just. I'm ready um, to build the character. I have my dreams. to sign in. So dismiss. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how your. Judy? Uh, no, just <laughs> Christmas or something while I sign in. Oh, my Christmas. Or whatever. It was crazy. So good. We rested. Um, I ate f- 19 chicken nuggets. Oh. Like those, those. God, what are they called? The Morning Star chicken yeah, they're nuggets. They're really high in protein, so. Are they really? They're and really high in protein. Unlike what I usually do, instead of putting them in the microwave so that I could have soggy ones, I yeah. put them in the oven and they were crispy. Wait, you don't do that? I always microwave them. Oh, they're so not as good. No, they're mush. They're not good at all. Okay, I have to um, do this for a second. Okay, so I had to pause it because I had to like figure out how to sign in. Let me go to my characters. I'm going to create a character. Okay, so first... Uh... 
Okay, so first we have to choose a race. Um, I'm just going to do, like, the player's handbook, like, basic. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot. I'm going to give you... Um, there's human. Like, there's, like... Oh, you want to be human? I want to be a human. <laughs> okay. You're human. Do you want to be a human or a variant human? Variant human. Okay. <laughs> just I don't, like I, don't I am now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and now we have to choose your class. Okay. There's quite a bit. I will read them pretty quickly. Do you want to be a barbarian, a bard, a blood hunter, a cleric, a druid, a fighter, a monk, a paladin, a ranger, a rogue, a sorcerer, a warlock, or a wizard? A monk. <laughs> You're going to be so boring. A human monk? Do you want to name your character yet or wait till the end? Do, Do I want to what? Name your character now or wait till the end? Um... I'm ready to name him. Okay. Or her. It could be a whatever. It could also be a woman. You could be whatever you want. I want her name. Uh, it's a woman. Yeah. And I want her name <laughs> to be Luscious. Luscious? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Does she need a last name? Y you, whatever you want. Um, Twinkle Toe. <laughs> Luscious Twinkle Toe. How do you spell, spell luscious? It's like L-U-S-C-I-O-U-S. Is that right, everyone? Yeah, that looks right. Okay. It's like telling me a twinkle toes spelled wrong. Okay. Ugh, it doesn't know anything. Great character. Okay, now let me view view character sheet. I need to edit my character. People call me Lush for short. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I should have named Vic. Short for victim. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So, um, your languages. You get to choose one. Right now, it's on deep speech. Do you want? There's like so many. So many languages. So many. Do they languages. have um, Elvish it, on there? They do. You want okay. Yes. Elvish. Okay. Absolutely. And English. Okay. Uh, so like common. Okay. Yeah, the common tongue. So ability score increase. Two different ability scores to choose your increase by one. Okay. Do you want charisma, constitution, dexterity, intelligence, or strength? Intelligence. Okay. And charisma, constitution, dexterity, strength, or wisdom? Charisma for Luscious. Okay. I love Luscious. Okay. She's really smart and she's really charismatic. Okay. <laughs> You gain proficiency in one skill of your choice. Um, animal handling, arcana, athletics. <laughs> I don't know Start over. <laughs> Sorry, Luscious is going over her. See her as like an aerial like gymnast or something. <laughs> She's really good at nothing. <laughs> Um, okay, Luscious backflips out of the situation. <laughs> I rolled the dice. Hold on, let me read them all. I can't. Okay. I just saw athletics and I just lost it. <laughs> Twinkle toes. <laughs> Wait, she has to be the athletic. Yeah, action. athletic. <laughs> Definitely athletic. <laughs> Definitely. That's how she got her nickname. That's how she got her nickname. Okay. <laughs> she hasn't always been the twink oh, toe. Oh, God. Okay. 
So you gain one feat of your choice. And here... Oh, you only have one option. Okay, so oh. next. Um. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Let me read this to you. Your feet, you gain one of your choice, and you have one option, and it's like Surfeneblin magic. Oh. You have inherited an innate spellcasting ability of your ancestors. This ability allows you to cast non-detection on yourself at will without needing a material component. You can also cast each of the following spells once with this ability. Blindness, deafness, blur, and disguise yourself. You regain the ability to cast these spells when you finish a long rest. Wow. Okay, we're going to the next thing. So now we're Luscious on... is useful. We'll see. He's <laughs> <laughs> interesting, at least. So now we're on your class. So monk is your class. Yes. So now we have to do your proficiencies, right? Oh, okay. So um, y- right now mm-hmm. you are your proficiencies are aerobatics or acrobatics. Acrobatics. Sorry. <laughs> I can't breathe. Acrobatics, stealth, and you get to choose a musical instrument or an <gasps> artisan tool. Do you want me to? Well, yes. Hold? What are my options? There are. Are you ready? Just give me some of the real good ones. Okay. So like bagpipes. <laughs> Yes, instantly the bagpipes. <laughs> Jesus, doing little aerial flips with my bagpipes. I can't, I can't Lush breathe. snow. <laughs> I can't breathe. Okay. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Did it say what my religion was? No, but we'll get there. Hold on. Oh, okay. Uh, you have unarmed defense. Oh. Um, you don't have any shields. No. You're level one at martial arts. <laughs> okay. Um, next. Okay. So uh, we'll just... I have to like... So you have to get put numbers for like what you want for each of these. So there's six of them. Strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Mm-hmm. Here are your numbers. 8, 10, 12, 13, 14, and 15. So you have to kind of give each slot what number you want. So I'll just kind of show you really quick. So oh, like, okay. Do you want your character to have like more dexterity or more intelligence? Just make every point charisma. Like no other skills. Well, you have to have it. So I'll just put like 15 for charisma. Um, so this is like, see, like you have to have 15 Uh here. Oh, I see. So what do you want? Like strength, maybe 14 or something? Yes, absolutely. No, dexterity is probably 14. Yes, because I am an acrobat. You're, you are an acrobat. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe you should be really weak though. No, but have no strength and no constitution. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, okay, so this is, and then do you want... More intelligence or more wisdom? Intelligence. Okay, so Wisdom never served me. Okay. So you have an 8 for strength, 14 for dexterity, 10 for constitution, <laughs> 13 for intelligence, 12 for wisdom, and 15 for charisma. Okay. Okay, wait. Let, I have to go back. Like, everyone quick. loves her. Obviously. Um, okay, so now we are on... Um, we have languages. You have elvish. Okay, so your background... Looking for something from the list below. Okay. So you're an acolyte right now, or you can change it. This one says you've spent your life in service of a temple to a specific god or pantheon of gods. You act as an intermediary between realms of the holy and mortal world. That sounds like exactly what I thought Luscious was going to be. Sacred rites and offering sacrifices in order to conduct worshippers <laughs> into the presence of the divine. 
Oh my god, you are not necessarily a cleric. Performing sacred rites is not the same thing as channeling divine power. Yes. Through her bagpipes. Luscious <laughs> Luscious has always completely gotten this. Yeah, she's really gotten it. Okay, so... <clears throat> Can she be 66 years old? Yep, we were, we'll, we'll, set, we'll set her age. Okay, so... <laughs> like she's never advanced. She's just never gone past Acolyte. Okay, so... Um... Shelter of Faithful, got it, suggested... Okay, so here's what I think is funny. We're going to select two personality traits, and here are okay. some examples. I can write in your own if you want to. Okay. So here's one. I idolize a particular hero of my faith and constantly refer to that person's deeds and example. Mm. Or I can find common ground between the fiercest enemies, empathizing with them, and always working towards peace. That sounds like luscious. Okay. Uh, so that's one of them. Um, nothing can shake my optimistic attitude. That is okay. luscious. Okay. All right. All right. So we found two. Um, now we got to do ideals. So we'll pick okay. one of these. Um, tradition, clarity, change, power, faith, or aspiration. You can ask me to read you the sentence that's attached with any of those. Are you reading me those options really quick? Tradition, clarity, or sorry, tradition, charity, change, power, faith, and aspiration. Faith, obviously. Okay, so it says, I trust that my deity will guide my actions. I have faith that I work hard. Things will go well. Oh, that's luscious. Okay. Always the optimist. <laughs> <laughs> we have to choose your bond. So, like, what, you know, what bonds you to certain things. Oh, okay? okay. So, here, there's six choices. I would die to recover an ancient relic of my faith that was long lost ago. Ooh. I will someday get revenge on a corrupt temple hierarchy who branded me as a heretic. The revenge. I already know. <laughs> I thought she was an optimist. Yeah, she's really optimistic that she's going to get her fucking revenge. So this is you. <laughs> Flaws. I judge others harshly and myself even more severely. No. I put too much trust in those who wield power within my temple's hierarchy. I am inflexible in my thinking. I am suspicious of strangers and expect the worst of them. Yes. I... <laughs> Wait, hold on. I pick a goal and I become obsessed with it to the detriment of everything else in my life. Oh, yeah. Her with the bagpipes. It's the goal one. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Let's do your alignment. Oh, okay. Are you chaotic evil, chaotic good, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, lawful good, lawful neutral, neutral, neutral evil, or neutral good? Chaotic neutral. <clears throat> that's what I am. Okay. That's what you are? So it's like basically I'm like down to stir the pot but like i hope actually chaotic good i was gonna say maybe she was she's probably a little bit better than mm -hmm. artemis um faith what is, what do you want your faith to be there's no options you just have to turn it in you just have to oh um let me think okay what is just something <sighs> a sp spaghetti monster oh that's a good one um, oh, hold on. It's coming to me. It's mm -hmm. coming to me. Okay. It's coming to me. What's... Oh, God. Like, why is her name Luscious? Um, oh, my God. Like... Um, who... God. Who's, like, a god of luscious hair? Who has... What god like has Aphrodite, amazing maybe? hair? Oh, I would think Hera. Hera? Not because her name sounds like hair, but because I think Hera would have I incredible know. And hair. And the name of the, like, the cult is Hera's Whores. Oh, the horror of... Yeah. A whore of Hera. Hera's... Whores. Or ho. No, Hera's whores sounds great. <laughs> okay. okay. 
Lifestyle. Uh, are you wretched? Are you squalid? Are you poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy, or aristocratic? Repeat those one more time. Wretched, <laughs> or wretched, squalid, poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy, or aristocratic? Squalid. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to hear what this lifestyle is? Yeah. You live in a leaky stable. And what? <laughs> <laughs> a mud floored hut just outside town or a vermin infested boarding house in the worst part of town you have shelter from the elements but you live in a desperate and often violent environment in places rife with disease hunger and misfortune you are beneath the notice of most people and you have few legal protections most people in this lifestyle level have suffered some terrible setback they might be disturbed marked as exiles or suffer from disease okay. Okay, so luscious is me when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the fun part. Um, what color is your hair or what does it look like? You just It's red. It. Red. Okay. What is your skin? It's your, red. You're, <laughs> you're human. <laughs> oh, I'm red. I'm human? So I would just like, we'll, we'll just skip skin. I'll just, and eyes? Red. Okay. And height? Seven foot two okay. inches. <laughs> She's huge. <laughs> okay. Uh, seven foot two. <laughs> How much do you weigh? <laughs> 320 pounds. How can you be an acrobat- acrobatic? <laughs> you play the bagpipes. It's just a big <laughs> I'm a big girl. <laughs> Your age is 66 years old. Are you female or are you not binary? Female. (laughs) All right. So, do you want to go over your little like personal characteristics one more time? Yeah. Personality traits. I can find common ground between the fiercest enemies, empathizing with them, and always working towards peace. Mm-hmm. Nothing can shake my optimistic attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, faith. I trust that my deity will guide my actions. <laughs> I have faith that I worked hard. if I work hard, things will go well. It <laughs> hasn't I will, worked yet, but I, <laughs> I'm still in squalor. <laughs> but I have faith. <laughs> Your hair is horse. I will someday get revenge on the corrupt temple hierarchy who branded me as a heretic. Mm-hmm. And then once I picked a goal, once I pick a goal, I become obsessed with it to the detriment. And of obviously, my else goal is life. revenge. <laughs> okay. Did you get the seven feet t- two inches? Okay. Um. So your current inventory, you can, uh, th- you, this is just like what you end up with. So this is like, you can't really, you can, you can add items. Let's see. I think this is going to be it though. Actually, let me go next. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Wow. That was it. Everybody, your character sheet. I wish it would um, generate an image based on all of those characteristics. I would love for people to send us images, either in <laughs> Will the Discord. Someone please draw luscious twinkle toes. See, that's what's so fun about the high roller YouTube thing that I um, watch is that like during each episode they feature fan art in the very middle of like people who send in like drawings and artwork of the Stop. characters, that would be and the they're coolest so shit ever. cute. You should watch high rollers then. 
Um, <clears throat> anyways, so I have your, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just looked down. I have your character sheet. Um, you, uh, yeah, so your armor is none. Your, <laughs> your weapons are a short sword and a simple weapons. Um, your languages are common, elfish, and sylvan. And your tools are bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> Luscious twinkle toe. Um, yeah, you have passive perception. Mm. That is 11. Okay, so that that's sounds it. sounds like lush. I think uh, you, you're unarmed, so you can punch, <laughs> kick, headbutt, or use similar forceful blow and deal bludgeoning damage equal to one. I'm so. doing drop kick or backflip. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> or how about I only move via backflip? You have a plus three on charisma, but you have a, a zero in constitution. <laughs> That's me a in real life. A negative one in strength. That's me in real life. You have a negative one in strength and plus three in charisma. <laughs> <laughs> you're like really charismatic, but like you're so weak. <laughs> Although somehow you have a plus four in aer- acrobatics. Oh my god, a religion, a plus four. So you're just like preaching the word of heroes of wars everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. All right, that was so fun. Um, anybody have any? Uh, you know, pictures of inspiration I can add to the account or anything like that, let me know. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, and I'm um, signing out now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Speaking of Which. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, our other D&D characters that we you have You put Tinkle Toe, not Twinkle Toe. I was fine. <laughs> Tinkle Toe? <laughs> <laughs> And it just says, hold on, so I'm looking at this and it just says luscious tinkle toe and it just says female variant. (laughs) Tinkle toe is better. Tinkle toe. (laughs) Like like she fat fingered her transcript for her name when she changed it from something else and she thought she knew how to spell it. Okay. Anyways, this is the list of our supporters who support this podcast. Wait, one more thing. Okay. So this is, I scroll down to the bottom and it says, these are my actions in combat. Yeah. I can interact with objects. <laughs> oh. What does that Well, mean? you're 320 pounds, so you, <laughs> you interact with a lot, I imagine. Um, but you're seven foot two. It's <laughs> 66 years old. Hair of flaming red. <laughs> Eyes as red as blood. Oh my god. Okay. So thank you so much to our supporters. Uh, Sarah N, Julie C, Anna M, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Phil K, Jesse D, and David B. Thank you so much for supporting the Speaking of Which podcast. If you liked this episode or if you enjoyed other episodes and you want to support us, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which and clicking the support button. Uh, You can support us for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, even ten dollars a month, and we so greatly appreciate it. We love uh, coming to you and doing these podcast episodes every single week, and uh, we truly, truly are so grateful for your support. If you want to support us and you can't or don't want to financially, that is perfectly okay. No pressure, but you can support us in other ways, like sharing this episode on a social media platform or with a friend. You can also go and rate this podcast five 
five stars and leave something completely random for us. Um, and that is it, I think. So thank you all for your support and for making it to the end. Mm -hmm. Luscious, tinkle toe. Tinkle toe. <laughs> I really hope someday we get to do a campaign. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. I'll let you know how my first uh, my first campaign goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, wish me luck. Hopefully my character is okay. You should make a canon. Just bring up Luscious during your campaign and be like, my friend Luscious would love this. Oh, I would think that Artemis <laughs> would be big fan of, of Luscious because... She uh, she would bring a lot of entertainment to court. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Artemis does let her live in squalor, so I don't know. Or well, maybe she doesn't know. But I'm know, not a like a unpack. king. I, I just am a noble. I have oh, I yeah. have money and I have like privilege, but I can't, you know. I yeah, can't, you can't lift everyone out of squalor. Yeah. I get it. But I, I don't see myself as better than her. I see her as <laughs> equal to me, but just different. She's so tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But she doesn't just see a lot such of her. An optimistic attitude <laughs> She's that it just doesn't so optimistic. seem like it. All right, we gotta stop. Oh, bye, guys. Love you. Bye.